was a, a certainly a big boom. One of the biggest real ones, at least. An earth-shattering kaboom. It was an earth-shattering mm, kaboom. It's supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Man, y'all want to know how badass freezers are? How badass are freezers? My mom, for dinner tonight, uh-huh. ate lasagna mm-hmm. that she cooked this past Christmas. Huh. And it was still fine. Really? She's just defrosted lasagna and just <laughs> like like literally like seven month old lasagna. That's a that's a weird item to freeze and defrost later. She sent me a picture. I was just like, why'd you make that tonight? Nope, that was from last year's Christmas. Was, what? Wow. Hey, that's just a, that's just ice technology, baby. Man, that's <laughs> that's the power of Ice cubes, baby. <laughs> yeah, ice keeping things cool and edible since the beginning of time. Yeah. The power of ice cube. I don't know. Some people don't believe in ice. Or iced tea. <laughs> or right. vanilla ice. Or, hear me out. Uh-huh. I had, I got nothing. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> All the other people's name that have ice in them. That's right. Chili Willy. Victor Freeze. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> cool in the gang. What was what was Austin's uh, like name they gave him as a as a how, how is this was it like Victor Chili, Von Freeze Chili McFreeze Chili McFreeze yeah. that was one of them Chili McFreeze uh, Steve Austin like Victor Von Freeze Baron Mac and Von Cheese something's, something's yeah gone. just some of the dumbest shit you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> On par for people who work for Vince McMahon to come up with some of the dumbest shit imaginable. Yeah. It's mm. funny how a lot of the characters that made it were just like kind of themselves. Weird. <laughs> Are you telling me Mason the Mutilator wouldn't have been a big hit with the kids? They could have tried Arctic Austin. He just comes out in the parka. I don't know. The Repo Man? <laughs> kind of my favorite wrestler of all time. Look, the gobbledygooker <laughs> doesn't get near enough respect. Or a giant turkey man, you know, he was ahead of his time. He debuted the same night as The Undertaker. <laughs> and, and, and who's the real legend these days? I mean, oh. hello everyone, and welcome <laughs> to this episode of Caging Greatness. Now, I know last time that we spoke, uh, we said we were coming back for a Fourth of July themed National Treasure episode, followed by other things. None of that happened. None of it. This is now two weeks later. And we've pulled another switcheroo on you, because tonight we're doing a special uncaged episode. We're going to be talking about, be led by uh, a birthday boy. Pat. Happy birthday, Pat! It's me. I'm the birthday. He is the birthday. <laughs> it is him. And it was me. It was my birthday all along. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, and then next week we'll do uh, uh, National Treasure. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And then, and then we're going to do the impression game. And then into the far void of the future, three weeks from now, we'll have other stuff. But it's going to be the National Treasure Show because we have an early illegal copy. That's right. Yes. Yes, they haven't even finished That's right, yet. Disney. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> we, have a, we have a working copy of National Treasure 3, and by working copy, we have pictures of the location. About, they're like, we haven't even shot it yet. What the fuck are these guys it's, it's talking about? It's just a bunch about? of loose ideas and documents, but we got them. Just like that scene from Spaceballs where they watch the VHS of the movie in the middle of the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be exactly that. Yeah, our heist is a part of the, heist, the larger heist of National Treasure. <laughs> but yeah, Uncaged, Pat's birthday. It's your boys, Shim, Cannon, and Pat. We're here to talk about one of Pat's, I'm assuming, favorite movies, because he picked it, The Mask of Zorro. Pat, I yield the floor, which is made of wood over a gold mine that's blowing up. A very you. rickety floor and a very rickety setup and a hazardous system of caves. Man, I wish there was more gold and less water in this basement. Like, none of that, none of that, that wooden scaffolding should have held up under one person, let alone, like, <laughs> 50. Yeah. Anyway, Pat, what movie did we watch? Yeah, we watched 1998's The Mask of Zorro. Yeah. And, uh, since this was an impromptu pick, I had to do some impromptu thinking, uh, which just, uh, led me down to remember that when we talked about Zara the Gay Blade, that was, uh, one of my favorite episodes of, in the, in the, in so many months. So I figured, like, you know what, this will be a fun follow-up to that. And, uh, we had a good time revisiting this one. 
Um, yes. It's definitely it hasn't been that long since I watched it. I, just, I happened to watch it on Netflix maybe a couple years ago. I liked it then, and guess what? Liked it now. Nice. <laughs> it's a good time. It's it's very it's very much like a late nineties action movie, and you know there's obviously going to be a little bit of you know silly. Uh, cheesy stuff, but you know it's still a damn fun time. <coughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. So uh, let's let's go around. We'll give our ratings, and then you know, Pat, you can tell us what this movie's all about. It's Other all than Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta Jones both being incredibly vigorous, vigorous. As one yeah. as one review on the DVD uh, packaging said, sumptuous and Ooh. rousing, lustful. Right, so, uh, Canon, yes. What 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 do you think of Maskazar? What's your rating? Man, I saw this movie in the theaters with my dad, like many many moons ago, and I've seen it many many times since. Because guess what? Like Pat said, it still fucking rules. <laughs> like I highly recommend anyone who has not seen the Maskazar watch. It's just like it's. It's fucking great. It's Zorro. It's an action movie. It's a Western. It's everything. It's cats and dogs. Well, I don't know. There are not a lot of cats and dogs. I saw a dog or two, but not many cats, really. I think I saw a dog. There was one moment where Anthony Hopkins' head looked like a cat head, but we'll get to that later. But The Mask of Zorro, I am sitting at a big old fat four Z's out of five. Whoa. Four nice. Z's out of five. Oh, man. He I, was, he was <laughs> zonked out in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, I was just so excited. I was snoring. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I love this movie. Saw it right about the time it came out. And, yeah, I, I liked uh, Antonio Banderas because I saw Desperado. Because there was no concept of ratings in my household. <laughs> Desperado is pretty sick. It is a sweet movie. Like, fuck, I saw El Mariachi shortly after Desperado. I was, oh, this is a sequel. Oh, El Mariachi wasn't quite as fun. Oh, well. It's a, it's a sequel despite the main character. It's a completely different person. Yeah, sort of weirdly. Yeah, because Mariachi was the first one. and then, yeah. But the guy who played El Mariachi in the first one... Is part of El Mariachi's gang in the second one? Yeah, because Desperado is sort of like like an Evil Dead two situation where they just went back like, no, this is the thing that happened, which is it's fine, just just go with it. It's a, it's a, it's a soft reboot of itself, pretty much. I still need to watch El Mariachi. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Pretty solid. I but, saw the uh, the full trilogy uh, Best Buy twenty bucks. It still it still needs to go down a little bit, just yeah, a little bit. That's, yeah, or give us a four K, or give us a four K. Four K works. But no, I love the Mask of Zorro. It's it's a big, rambunctious, swashbuckling adventure, and you know, even though Antonio uh, Banderas is Zorro, he's also the second Zorro. The first one is Anthony Hopkins. Weird casting, but you know, it's the nineties. I fine. mean, yeah, he's a very clearly <laughs> English white man. England is close Don to Diego de la Vega. England is close to Spain. Uh, I think I think they were kind of uh, had some animosity. <laughs> but was, he, he's still very classy. What was Sean Connery doing that week? Sean Connery <laughs> was offered the role of Don Diego. No way, for real. Famous Spaniard. <laughs> I mean, it is funny. Funny, uh, uh, someone who could have gotten the role had it not been for important circumstances, he could have had Raul Julia as Don Diego, but he passed away before then. Oh. I feel like the universe has robbed us. Yeah, a little bit. Because right now I'm sitting at four stars. I love this movie, but but Raul Julia's Don Diego de la Vega, that would have been nine stars. <laughs> nine stars? Not even extra stars for the Tokyo Dome. Just Ten stars nine. in Spanish like, California. It would have been nine stars in the ticket booth of the Tokyo Dome. Just looking, <laughs> just looking at the poster, brother. <laughs> but yeah, no, four stars. I, I love this movie, and I had a crush on Catherine Zeta-Jones for... Uh, uh, since then. All right, I'm going to need to keep that under the table, sir. <laughs> uh, she's a very attractive woman. Just ask Michael Douglas and his mouth cancer, yep. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> ask him personally. <laughs> Next time you see him. <laughs> He'll tell you all about it, I promise. <laughs> oh, he's done several interviews. Extensively. You don't even have to ask. He'll just volunteer the information. <laughs> no, he really did. He you want to know how I got this cancer? <laughs> You know I got this cancer? Uh, I smoked yeah. too many cigarettes while eating vagina. He said that in like three different interviews, I think. It was all over it's the like, internet. It's like, <laughs> Mike, we're going to need you to 
cool it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, four stars. I love this movie a lot. It's oh, yeah. always been a good comfort watch. Very nice, very nice. Always good to know that when you volunteer a movie to your pals, they uh, they enjoy the ride as well. Oh, no, I was oh, yeah. as soon as you pulled out the DVD, I was excited. Yeah. <laughs> after, after the last few weeks, you know, just watching a fun, light, actiony adventure movie with my pals. That was just what I needed. That was refreshing. Yeah, it's, it's even better than the other uh, actually blockbuster we saw recently. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'd agree. <laughs> I'd agree wholeheartedly on that. Which one are we talking about? Oh, you'll have to... Uh, <laughs> you'll have to pick up the clues to find out. Yes. Let's oh. just say we didn't love uh, the lack of thunderous applause at the end of the film. <laughs> Dude, a couple of people clapped. And they were wrong. <laughs> like two people just started to try to slow clap in the middle of Love and Thunder. They were wrong for it. <laughs> and like, Because I, I had to go back and I, I lowered my score for that one. Yeah. It's just the more I think about it, the more dis- I'm not like scathingly disappointed like Winslow yeah. and Colt because holy shit, <laughs> yeah. they're like personally offended. Yeah, you can look forward to a scathing review of Lore, excuse me, Lore, Lore Love and Thunder uh, next month when Colt and Winslow uh, uh, take over the show for a month while uh, JoJo and I take some time off. So yeah, we'll be looking forward to that. Their, uh, their letterboxed was not happy. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, Mask of Zorro, great. Mask of Zorro, great time. I watched it some time ago. Liked it, liked it. I think liked it even more now. I'm giving it a four, four out of five. Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait a minute. Have we ever been you like? No matter how many people are on the panel, been unanimous on any fucking score? Uh, Not once. I'm, Not that I remember. No. We would have to do some digging, but yeah. <laughs> uh, I had it was a good ass time. Yes, I agree. Probably. Pound per pound, one of the horniest action movies ever made. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, everyone is just, like, heaving with passion. <laughs> but it's also... Very like, vigorous. Like, <laughs> but, like, it's so crisp. Like, I mean, like, the fight scenes, you can tell they took their time. People knew what they were doing. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. Just learning the dance. And, man, everything... It's like, sword fights are fucking beautiful. Yes. Like, like Tony, like, he learned how to, to, to fence for the movie. Like, he was very determined. Like, I'm going to do this right... Like did as much of his own stunt that he could. Um, and you know the scene where he's fighting Captain Love on the hill and he reflects the light off his blade. Yeah. That's real. Oh, it's how many oh. tries did that fucking take? Three times. Oh wow! Wow. Okay. <laughs> I do remember a story that came out about the time the movie came out that Melanie Griffith, who was married to Antonio Banderas at the time, uh, for the fight scene between him and Catherine Zeta-Jones, she she offered Catherine Zeta-Jones like, if you can do this without cutting him, I'll give you like three thousand, like some amount of money. And Catherine Jones could not do it. Like, just sliced his finger wide open when he's, like, drawing it along the blade. I just thought that was fun. He's wearing a glove. Yeah, apparently he just bit right through, <laughs> if I remember right. <laughs> and then there were, like, other bits where, like, just kept nicking him. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, if it was that one scene in particular, I was just like, wow, you're just holding it still. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck. Just like... <laughs> just, just like Adam's family two level of blood cheating out of his yeah. finger. <laughs> there's an opening in, in Dracula Dead and Loving It, the Leslie Nielsen Mel Brooks Dracula movie. There's a scene where Renfield shows up to the castle to... You know, to get Dracula to sign some papers, and he nicks his finger on the paper, and it's just squirting everywhere. Just like, psst, psst, hey, you must have nicked a vessel. <laughs> and Leslie Nielsen is just looking at his finger. <laughs> I fucking love that movie. I might make y'all watch yeah. that for my birthday. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I do remember that bit. It was fucking. <laughs> but man, I've always, uh, like I said, my dad. Um, uh, took me to see this, and uh, and of course, like, uh, Batman was inspired by Zorro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, like, I've always been, I've always dug that. It's a proto Batman. I mean, he has a lair in a cave underneath his mansion. I'm yeah. pretty sure that cave was used in one, at least one of the Batman <laughs> movies. I it, that opening spotlight silhouette thing that was absolutely used. Like George year. Clooney and Val Kilmer both stood in front of that. <laughs> like a, a year before. <laughs> but that was a cool shot, though. You got anybody like just making Z's in the air and it turns into flames. I'm, it, I'm down. It did stand up much better than just Batman and Robin, and then also Batman, Robin, and Batgirl just running. Running away from the light, yeah, and plus the little clip claps of the the boots as he's yeah. walking in. That was a the nice echoing of the of the, oh, yeah. of the heels. I I love the sound of just heels on cobblestone. Oh yes, 
good it's stuff. Very cool. Yes, and this is like going back to when like um, every punch sounded like a fucking bomb going off, <laughs> and they stuck with the action for cameras instead of like cutting away. Yeah. 17 times Kevin Dunn style every <laughs> thrown punch or jump. Just to catch all the extraneous reactions to it. And like the, the action's all like really solid and it, yeah. it t- at some point it's like <laughs> Looney Tunes-esque. Yeah. <laughs> like when um, Alejandro uh, Tony Banderas character is like on his first like Impromptu missions as Zoro when he goes into the um, the, the barracks of the Spanish army <laughs> and tries to uh, steal back the wily horse that he would make his uh, tornado and then just destroys <laughs> the place. <laughs> one bit I really wish they, they would have done with Tornado is um, because, he, cause like, honestly, that horse is a better action hero than <laughs> certain people today. <laughs> and, like, it just destroys everything, busts through walls, busts up the, the bump beds. I just, honestly, I just want he would just, like, whistle for something. He would just, just <laughs> blow through a wall like Kool-Aid, man. It's full-on cobblestone, just goes everywhere. Mm. Nothing stops mm. Tornado. Yeah, I just, I just like, thought, like... Uh, that was Tornado just like wrecking shit as revenge for them like bringing him in there. It's like, you trying to put me in here? Well, guess what? And fuck you. And fuck you. Man. <laughs> You're right. That that horse was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I loved how he never quite got the hang of the horse. Everything else he could do, but that horse, he was just like, nah. You know what? More heroes just need to eat shit every once in a while. That's yeah, I mean, <laughs> more... <laughs> More Pratt Falls. That horse just knew you got to keep him humble, man. Yeah. Because if he's Zorro and everyone loves him, he's going to get a big head. But no, nah, no, nah, the horse still thinks you're shit. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, that's a good bit. And the, the, when he's fighting the, all the the soldiers and he brings out the one big soldier, goes, he starts punching, that doesn't work. Flying through the air, crashes <laughs> into like the cannonballs, starts bonking him on the head, but two cannonballs and it's like... Tweety birds start finding spits out teeth. <laughs> that's, that's a good And then when he lights the cannon, just like does this funny little head tilt and blows them all away. And then he's like running with the barrel of black powder, like leaving like a God. little sizzle trail. Kaboom. That was the one scene that I was just so fucking ready to see again when it happened. <laughs> it didn't just like I was waiting for it because I remember like the part when the initial guy, they're just all staring at him. And they go, get him! <laughs> it just fucking pile on. I was like, then, then, then like another cartoon, he just like, <laughs> just like squeaks out the bottom of the pile. Man, it's good. It's it's just really, really good. Uh, the beginning, we get like, you know, uh, Zorro v version one. Um, and where we meet, um, the, God, it started with a name. How did you say the brothers last time? Uh, Marietta. Marietta. Like the, um, the young Marietta brothers, they, they want to see Zorro. They see Zorro. And then they even get to help Zorro out. And they uh, give one of the brothers his nifty medallion, the yep. silver medallion. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> you just see Antonio Bandera. Like, ah. like, you know, he's a 50-some-odd man. He's still, he's still doing flips and shit and just, like, <laughs> all the daring do. And then he runs off back to his uh, hacienda to his lovely wife and child. But who should appear? His immortal rival, oh. uh, the evil Don, who's uh, has his wife is actually killed in the scuffle. Takes the baby, burns down his house, imprisons the man, and then it's kind of like the Count of Monte Cristo, but with more mask and. Uh, Swashbuckling. Oh no, I was definitely getting the Count of Monte Cristo vibes because <clears throat> I love that movie. <clears throat> yeah, even if uh, Jim Caviezel is a crazy person now, but Henry Cavill's in it. Yes, Henry Cavill's lovely, and Guy Pierce is is just always Guy Pierce, and Luis Guzman is fantastic. <laughs> Luis Guzman was in that movie. He was uh, he was Jacopo, uh, Dantes's second in command that he met on the pirate ship. Gotcha. It it is sort of funny how this movie just like kickstarted the trend of like swashbuckly movies like I think The Man in the Iron Mask came out the same year it was close I want to say that was 2000 with, with you know within you know spitting this and he had like yeah. they had one of many Robin Hood movies I'm sure mm-hmm. uh, Three Musketeers probably yeah there's the Charlie Sheen Musketeers yeah and then, uh, you know there's a whole bunch of them yeah, The Mummy was just a year later yeah, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, because we talked about it earlier on the show and even on AYC, it's just like the period of just like pulp action hero movies, like 
the Rocketeer, the Mummy, Zorro, all, they're all... The Shadow, the Phantom. Uh, let's not get carried away. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now, hey, now, we're not going to shit talk the Phantom in this house. Yeah, no. <laughs> this is a slam evil podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Getting skull rings ordered for all of us so that we can leave the imprint on the faces of our enemies. Yo, those skull rings were rad. They were pretty sweet. Yeah, he... Like, he, he, he when he just socks somebody in, in the chin and has a perfect skull indentation, yeah, I remember that. I remember them trying to, to test that on MythBusters. Did they do that? Yeah. Oh, I need to rewatch that. Turns out they just they just smashed a lot of pig skulls, but you know it was all for the name of science. Science. I do love that show. I think I did that in one of my rings once, and I just like literally just held it to my forehead for the longest time just to see. It was like, all right, is it there? I mean, that was also a plot point in Ace Ventura. He was trying to find yeah. the Super Bowl ring that was like missing a stone or something. And so he, he got punched by one of the football players by trying to peek over the urinal at him. That movie was troublesome. It's real, real troublesome. I was going to say, you got to like hit somebody like hard AF for the imprint to stay there like forever. Yeah. <laughs> Long enough to put, I, I, I got to put some plaster in here real quick. <laughs> Get a perfect mold. <laughs> That's also the hard way of trying to get a key print in order to break into the museum. You just got to have the, <laughs> the security guard just beat the fuck out of you with the keys. <laughs> like, sir, this is a library. I'm just trying to rent the Mask of Zorro. What the fuck? He's like, you just like running on top of the bookshelves and they like clock, clock, clock like dominoes. Oh man, just 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 the sheer amount of destruction in this movie—it's pretty impressive, especially the finale, with oh, just like God. the biggest fucking explosion I can remember in like a <laughs> period piece. Enormous, it was like a Michael Bay movie just condensed into one boom. You, you can see that that explosion from I'm convinced space. Uh, I was just like planks and shit falling everywhere. Yeah. Like, like like a flaming bridge dropped out of the sky in one <laughs> segment when like the place is burning up. Yeah. Uh, that, that came right before after like a smaller big explosion when they the uh, uh, Captain Love overloaded the boiler and it went boom and then there was a bigger boom and there's fire everywhere. It's just like a fucking six leg stage show. It was awesome. You know, I was actually thinking like uh, this kind of gives me <laughs> Like the vibe, but they they could have made this into like a Universal Studios kind of stage performance. Like, oh yeah, that would have been. They awesome. did that with like like Jaws and Waterworld and like you know a lot of those like movies. So like, I'd be surprised Man, if that wasn't actually, at least thought of. I saw the Waterworld one when I was real little, and I still remember that was the first time I ever saw an explosion in real life. And I was like, we were nosebleeds, me and my mom. And, and like the last explosion goes kabloom, and like you see the shockwave travel and the heat. <laughs> like I was a good, had to have been three hundred yards from the explosion, and it was hot as fuck. No, I remember the, the very first time I saw, one of the first times I saw WWE live. Kane was one of the the dark matches, and when he did the, his Kane thing, he shoots the flame out of the ring post. I was three hundred, you know. A long ways away, like still, like kind of close, but still, like I would say, three hundred yards away. Like you said, just like I feel like I'm standing on the surface of the sun. <laughs> yeah, like well, that's because those are the fires of hell. Man. <laughs> uh, see, hellfire and sunfire, two different fires. <laughs> it's like everybody would make fun of me because um, every the only times I got to go to Disney World were on uh, school trips, and every time I made a point to go see the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular. That shit fucking rules. I went every time and like y'all said, like the fireballs that go off, I'm like halfway up the, the fucking amphitheater and I'm feeling it like it's right next to me. Like someone has like a candle or like a, some kind of like heater like by your face. Yeah. God. Those stunt shows fucking rule. Oh, they're awesome. they're, I love watching that Do they still have stunt shows? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's been 20 years since I've been to a theme park. Like like anything of that caliber, it's been uh, not including Six Flags. Obviously, looking at you, Georgia. What the fuck? <laughs> um, uh, God, oh uh, eight, yeah, two thousand eight. Since didn't, I've been, didn't Christopher Daniels used to work at a stunt show like that? Probably. I think I remember reading that somewhere. Uh, the, the only thing that comes close to a stunt show that comes to my memory now is uh, 
I'm sure you've seen the videos. It's like at one of the Disney worlds, it's like, it's Spider-Man's hero factory. And it has like the Spider-Man goes, <laughs> flings across the roof. And yeah. <laughs> it's like, look at me go. <laughs> like the fucking like human dummy hits the wall. And you just hear kids shrieking. <laughs> best shit ever. Uh, uh, yeah, Christopher <laughs> Daniels was Deacon in the Waterworld stunt show. Oh. Where was the Waterworld stunt show? Universal. Oh, yeah. okay. I, I never went to that show. part. I went to Isles of Adventure, not Universal. You know, it's almost just like I want a Zorro stage show. I want a PS1 <laughs> Zorro action game. <laughs> yes. <That'd laughs> but I take me back to 19, 1998. Did this well, get a yeah. PS1 game? <laughs> This would have been tailor-made for some shit. Like. I don't yeah. think so. I mean, well, this was 98. That was, hell, was the PS2 out? No. 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 I don't I don't think there was a Zoro game. I mean, all you'd really have to do now is just reskin Assassin's Creed. I mean, you could probably zhuzh that up. Assassin's Creed, Mask of Zorro. <gasps> oh, I'd play the <gasps> shit out of that. <laughs> hey, you know what? Zorro Creed. You know. <laughs> I mean, hell, we got a RoboCop game. All these movie properties are getting games again. Uh, hopefully they're decent, like the Evil Dead game. We need to get back on that shit. Yeah, that no, shit for sure. Fucking fun so, here. yeah, if they ever want to kickstart a Zorro action adventure game, I will put some money into that. Oh, God, yeah. Hell, yeah. Me, too. You have all the unlockable characters. You have you have old Tony himself. You have the the, the other Tony. Yeah, and then you have Catherine Zeta Jones. I want all I want all the gay blade variant outfits. Yeah, yep. every single one of them. The I want Zoros. stupid DLC costumes. I yes. want comic book Zorro like in the Alex Toth style. Yes. I want all the, that. the old serials, all of it. Yeah, fucking black black and white cell shading. I don't care. Make a future Zorro. Yes, it's Zorro twenty ninety nine. <laughs> I mean, fuck! They did a Phantom Future cartoon when they released the Billy Zane movie. No, they didn't. They sure did. I Man. rented that. I mean, I wore that shit out for movie gallery. Like honestly, Master Zorro is kind of just a period Batman Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Also, something I wanted to bring up that I thought was hilarious that. Uh, that I had clocked uh, Stuart Wilson who played Don Rafael Montero he was like the fucking like bad guy from uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 really was okay. he yeah he, huh. he was a guy that got like you know the, the terrible CGI fall just, ah! sploosh <laughs> in case the subtitles are on you know sploosh Phantom 2040 Enjoy that. Oh, I'm watching that shit. Yeah. Where can I stream it? it Probably nowhere. so big. Just like like a straight Armstrong. Just Frank Miller arms. Ron Perlman and Margot Kidder were some of the voices. So was Mark Hamill. Whoa. Ooh. That's crazy. And Leah Remini. Long before she like started trying to murder Scientology. Rightfully so. <laughs> Just like Leah Rooney, fucking Zorro mask. Just like, <laughs> I'll get my revenge yet. Just like, and then like the final boss of Tom Cruise, fish in hand. <laughs> just, just, no, she kicks out the door. It's like, get that fish off your cock, Tom. We gotta square up. Uh, looks like it's not available streaming, but there is at least the first episode on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, if I can find like the like. Most of the run of string Ghostbusters on YouTube, it probably exists somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. We just pop down to movie gallery. It'll be fine. We'll find it there. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Go down. I mean, it, it, the last remaining blockbuster has <laughs> has Morbius <laughs> movies in it. I think we can find... Morbin time. It's Morbin. God, that was like one of the video, sto- one of the video stores we had in my hometown. You'll never guess the name. Huh. Video store. Oh, very creatively named. Super original. I dig it. They also had tanning beds. Uh, what was it with <laughs> rental places and tanning beds? What was the correlation? I never. There was under- one here too. Like yeah. Where the, the I, I think there was one in uh, a town I grew up in. They had a, a video store slash tanning booth. Yeah. I, it was next to the bowling alley, not the Alberta bowling alley. The other one hmm. that was just down uh, like fucking fifteenth. I need, uh, maybe because they're just like, well, fuck, we have the room. Let's get some tanning beds in the back. I don't well, know. well, what are you going to do while you're tanning? Watch a movie, obviously. <laughs> I mean, how come fucking anyone? Blockbuster catch on. And while you're waiting for your release to get dropped off, why don't you get your bronze on in our <laughs> beauty chamber? Like, 
Do you want to look as swarthy as Anthony Hopkins in the Mask of Zorro? <laughs> Try our tanning beds. That's the opposite of a tanning bed. <laughs> That's the bleaching bed. <laughs> uh, I did want to bring up some some neat uh, casting options of what could have been okay. in, a, in an alternate reality. Apparently, there was a potential version that was going to be directed by Robert Rodriguez starring Salma Hayek as Elena. Sure. But um, the studio were, was not a fond of his R-rated treatment of the movie, so he had to they told them to kick rocks. I would watch a Robert Rodriguez horror movie, though. I mean, it would probably be really bloody and uh, a like lot more titties. This would have been Desperado again. Yeah, this is Desperado. <laughs> I mean, it, but with swords! <laughs> <laughs> a guitar case that shoots swords! <laughs> you know what? If there's a guitar case that can shoot fucking missiles, yes. <laughs> that was so fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how the motherfucker, he just heated it onto it and then like he squatted down with his leg poking out. <laughs> <laughs> fucking killer. So Four stars, Desperado. <laughs> uh, there was an alternate uh, reality where Benicio Del Toro and Andy Garcia could have been uh, Alejandro Marietta and Antonio Banderas' role. Huh. Okay. You know, that would have been really weird. It would have been different. Yeah, because like, I feel like they could have done the angry dude looking for vengeance, but I don't think they could have quite pulled off the same charm. <laughs> I mean, Benicio Del Toro definitely has like a spooky face for an angry man. <laughs> yeah, he put a mask on him. It's still terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Turns into the wolf man for some man, reason. I'm trying to imagine him in a Zorro mask and I'm still just really uncomfortable. Uh, there's, there's <laughs> what, I think one might have worked, but the other one, it would be an interesting casting choice. Uh, 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 alternatives for Elena's character uh, could have been Penelope Cruz. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Or Shakira. What? <laughs> Whenever, wherever. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Shakira was a possibility for Elena. Well, that never would have worked because if she tries to tell Don Rafael, I, he ran away. I, I didn't let him escape. He would have known that she was being false because her hips don't lie. Mm, she's just constantly <laughs> shaking. <laughs> It's like it's, it's like her nervous sick whenever she lies. She starts shaking her hips. It's like I think you have a tell, sweetheart. I didn't realize Shakira was popular like near there. Let alone, I mean, like this movie. I mean, it might have been kind of like would have accentuated what celebrities you may have. I mean, like this movie kind of kickstarted Catherine Catherine Zeta Jones's career. Yeah. Uh. There is a possibility. Uh, uh, other uh, actor that could have played uh, Rafael Montero, uh, Sam Shepard, Lance Henriksen, Everett James Almost, Scott Glenn, and Giancarlo Giannini. Those were a lot of Jay. weird choices, but I think some of them could have worked. And of yeah. course, you know, uh, <laughs> well, Julia, mm. R.I.P. was possible. <laughs> Sean Connery legitimately was offered the role. <laughs> so fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he was also offered the role for uh, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but he yeah. passed on that because he didn't understand the script. Fuck it, let him l let him audition for Malcolm X because he's probably but, like uh, hit deep in <laughs> fucking whiskey. <laughs> Oh my God! Speaking of, I hope God. I hope this was a bit, but um, I saw a post where somebody was like, "So one of my white friends just got a tattoo of Malcolm X and was so excited to show me." I'm not gonna tell him, and it was Denzel Washington's portrayal of Malcolm X. Oh no! Oh my lord! On his forearm. Oh no! <laughs> I was just like, man, that is unfortunate. Hmm. Let's just show people you're a real big fan of Denzel. I was about to say, what if that? What if that was the joke? He's like, I just really like that movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd be a good story to retroactively use for that. For yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, but yeah, what were some of y'all's y'all's favorite parts uh, uh, of the ones that maybe we may not have to mention so far? Yeah, um, I mean, it's a lot of. I like the training montage. That feels like it should have taken months and looks like it took about 30 minutes or so. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that was definitely an extended period of time and not 24 hours. Yeah. 
my other favorite part is that one line that Captain Love gives. That's one of the most awkward movie lines that I've ever heard. <laughs> Uh, where they're fighting at the end, and <coughs> Alejandro carves the M into his cheek. The M for Marietta. Because you know, Captain Love had killed his brother earlier. Yeah. And Captain Love goes, Two men, one, or two brothers, one dead. Yeah. That was- and that's it. That's the line. That's the line. That's the thing that this man says as if it's like a devastating blow. Yeah. Like, it's just like. <laughs> Next, are you going to ask him what happens to a toad when he's struck by lightning? I feel like he's just, he's just real fucking awkward. I think eat my hammer would have been a better choice. <laughs> Fun reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, one, one part that I, I mean, it's still a pretty, at least to me still to this day, a striking image. Um, the scene where... Uh, uh, Captain Love and um, Zara are in the room together, and then he pulls out the fucking jar with the head floating in it. That creeped me out when I was younger. Oh, when yeah. I saw that, especially in the theater, that big ass float. Like, oh god! I was again. I mentioned before, I was a fucking scaredy cat when I was younger. I had to evolve into I, certain things. Still freak me out, but uh, yeah. And then he like pulls out his old friend, um, uh, Three Finger Jack's hand. Man, he got that. It, Shit pickled quick, didn't he? Yeah, like no, time th- means nothing in this movie. Can we talk about that? <laughs> yeah, there's just, <laughs> there's just not a great indicator of time passage. Uh, it's like, were they, were they training for weeks or thirty minutes? Who can really say? Uh, but uh, one bit, I, I thought, even though he's in the movie for five minutes collectively, I thought Three Finger Jack's bit at right before he gets blown out of the sky. <laughs> he, 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 uh, he definitely ate up that scenery and he got every ounce of screen time he was offered. Oh, he sure took did. every ounce of that hit when he hit the ground after being shot. Yeah. Like that was Chinese wire work of getting thrown in the air like, and then yanked the fuck back. Yeah, uh, how like he, he he gives his whole like uh, wild spiel and kicks uh, his mind card goes ah! and just flings himself in the air and and old love is like pow <laughs> one bullet <laughs> he, I think he got hit by a wrecking ball. Uh-huh. Um, that that moment where um again like periodically Zoro's gonna eat some shit and like he gets knocked off his fucking horse and he has to get back to his horse so he's like jumping from like guard to guard who are riding on their horses and just taking them out one by one sometimes two at a time and just ultimately like basically like just skiing on two horses and just rides completely over another motherfucker and he looks back and all of his friends are gone and there's just horses behind that shit was great mm. like <laughs> like there's some in really good stunts like yes. practical stunts in the movie like never mind like all the sword fighting but like the the horse riding like just like horse stunts like you don't see that anymore yeah and so like when the when the motherfucker like you're clearly holding on banderas just like he jumps off the horse <laughs> flips back on to the horse sitting backwards. I'm like, this is some extra bullshit. Yeah. And then just like, and then like you said, he's like, he's like double riding the two horses, like standing one foot on each saddle. <laughs> it's just like, they don't make them like this anymore. It's like, the, like, the, like, like you said, the, the practical stunts, like there was, this was all stunt men mm-hmm. or like like dummies, but still like good lord, everything looked good. It looked real. Like oh god, like uh, again uh, when both uh, Love and um, Don Dickhead, Don Rafael, yeah, <laughs> they get both double smushed, like with just a mountain of gold and just eat shit, mm-hmm. and then I guess just blow the fuck up yeah, afterwards. <laughs> like throughout the movie, like the, my favorite character bit was it just about every. 10, 15 minutes or so, something really cool would happen, or like Zoro would, like Alejandro Zoro would do something really neat, and he'd just take a second, and like, and everything would stop, and he would just smirk to himself, like, ha, that's pretty cool. And then he'd go about his business, and he's like, ah, stupid Antonio Banderas, so charming and handsome. He, he is very charming, he is very handsome. He only got more handsome as the movie went on. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely. An evolution of sexy. Mm-hmm. Sexy. Ugh. Sorry. And then he grew up, became a bee. <laughs> and a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and a cat. A bee. And a cat. 
<laughs> if anything, fuck it's you. like you thought you were getting a nasal net commercial, honey. That was nasal sex. <laughs> oh my god, that's what you were fucking talking about. I forgot about that. Oh, oh my god, Patrick. <laughs> nasal neck, so you know whatever the. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I it mean, just a bee just like fucking someone up their nostril. I mean, let's be real, fucking. Um, uh, Zaro got Antonio Banderas probably all the Puss and Boost checks now. I mean, he's, he's still it, playing Zorro. Yeah, it's yeah. just Zaro, but a cat. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a new Puss and Boost that looks fucking sick. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen any of the, like, the solo Puss and Boost I mean, me, neither have I, but, like, that trailer they dropped for The Last Wish or whatever. It, yeah. It's, like, Spider-Verse levels of, like, animation. Ooh, ooh, it looks pretty I'm cool. Intrigued. I don't know when it's coming up. Probably within this year or next. But it's like, you know what? Ain't seen one of these Puss in Boots movies, but I'm here to see that. But yeah, I, I just forgot how much I appreciate just like you know, just like good sword fighting in movies. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's been a minute. Yeah, you know, yeah. I feel bad for him too because like right around the same time. Uh, I'm I'm not super clear on the dates, but he also did one called The Thirteenth Warrior. That's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. He's really great in it. It's a fun movie. And like it it did not do well. It yeah. was not well received and Omar Sharif quit acting because he was in it for like 3 minutes. He's like this is shit. And then he's retired. Damn. <clears throat> I feel like there there are worse things you can have on your resume, bud. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've I've started that movie. I don't remember finishing it. It's like an hour and a half real quick. It's just a retelling I, of Beowulf but with Antonio Banderas. Uh, yeah. I think it's on Netflix. I remember the cool transition of when, like, you can't understand what they're saying, and then, like, he, like, learns the language, and then yeah. it just, every, it's like, whoop, it's, everything's in English now. Yeah, but still. Fantastic scene. Yeah, it was uh, pretty sweet. It's on my Amazon. I think you guys still have access to that, so, because I, I own it. So, if you ever want to watch it, it's there. We'll see. We'll see a lot of the movies on the list. I know. What, what about and the baby? 14th Warrior, the sequel that starring, <laughs> um, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Well, I mean, we could do that, but then we'd have to go all the way to the 37th Chamber of Shaolin because it's, you know, it's it's a whole big series, weirdly. Yeah, mm-hmm. all those chambers <laughs> and all those Most secrets. of them are empty. <laughs> just, just doors painted on a wall. It's <laughs> like, fuck, we got to come up with 37 rooms? Fuck this. Nobody can get through all those. Also, the only thing that would have made uh, the Don uh, dying a little bit cooler while he was getting dragged away is if, like, um, we had planted, like, pre-explosions uh, to, like, blow up a big Z while he was getting pulled. And go, ah, 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 you know. Sorry. I mean, back they, to the they did set the California Hills ablaze with a giant Z. That was rad. That, that was, was fucking sweet. cool. That was really I, cool. And then, like, Anthony Hopkins just, like, out there, like... <laughs> Just like a happy dad. Just, yeah, my son's going to burn your house down. I wonder if he's pissing his pants right now. He's probably pissing his pants right now. It's been a good day. And also, this piece, a running bit, which is like, Anthony Hopkins, just like, Antonio Medeiros, I I need you to help me pull off this this crazy, elaborate revenge scheme. Also, I desperately need you to fuck my daughter. (laughs) It's like when it's like when when and uh, Antonio Banderas is like dancing with the Catherine Data Jones, all hot and heavy, in the front of God and everybody, he's just like, yeah, like he's just it's like, yeah, f- please fuck my daughter. <laughs> my dying wish, as I lay here, shot on the top of this hill that just like, blew the fuck up. Please fuck my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love the audacity of this motherfucker. He's been he's been in jail for what twenty years now, mm-hmm. and when he gets out, and like, and hadn't seen a bath in twenty years, and then gonna tell fucking Antonio Banderas he stinks. Be like, lesson number two, it's time to take a bath. Well, like apparently there's a scene cut. He's all kind of like haggard, a little haggard, you know, a little worse for wear. Still, so, obviously, he just popped out of the grave. Eight hours before, <laughs> and then just like quick chain, and he's got his all hair, his hair up, dude. He's got a little mustache on, and just like, well, I gotta teach this uh, rigmarole how to be a swashing, dashing, uh, debonair man. And then by gummy, did it 48 hours. Yep. Just 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> took, 
two days for him to buckle those swashes, but by God, he did it. Uh, he buckled plenty of swashes. Oh, <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a tiny, tiny scene, but that uh, when Anthony Hopkins is uh, whipping the candles out, I thought that was that's cool. real. No, hey, Anthony Hopkins re- trained. He he went through the trouble to train to learn how to use whip, and he's like, I want to do something with this whip, and. That's him. That's oh, awesome. Man, I made the fucking joke to Shim. I was just like, ah, oh, they, they're like going to bring in Michelle Pfeiffer to do this for him. <laughs> but holy crap, I didn't know that. That's fucking right. I mean, like, like it, 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 while it is incredibly silly to see Anthony Hopkins pretending to be a Spaniard, like, he's still very classy because he's fucking Anthony Hopkins. And like, he's yeah. just like, every time he talks, it's like, wow, that's a really cool boy. Just let him talk. Say smart shit. Yeah. <laughs> it still would have been better than Sean Connery. I mean, yeah, because Sean Connery was belligerently drunk. I don't remember the last time I went to Spain, where I'm from in Spain. I can't remember the last time I was sober. Why don't you tell her what happened to her mother? Tell her what happened right now so I can go fuck the prom queen. (laughs) Tell her what happened because obviously the stroke I suffered is impeding my speech and my memory. Oh, where's Nemo? I don't know how to run the ship. <laughs> Money penny. <laughs> Whatever he said in deliverance. <laughs> Wait, was he in deliverance? No, he wasn't. It doesn't burn fucking Reynolds. I'm stupid. <laughs> they look the same back in the day. I'm sorry. You put yeah, them both Bert, together. Burt Reynolds is just the American Sean Connery. Look, Burt Reynolds and, Sh- and Sean Connery next to each other in the 70s. Same person. I just want to take this opportunity to <laughs> remind all of our listeners and you fellas that Sean Connery did a movie called Zardoz where he dressed like that. I know. I, yeah. I'll, I'll never Enjoyed forget. Yeah. <laughs> Zardoz versus Zaro. Who you got? I'm, I'm cosplaying as Zardoz at a fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> We'll add it to your list. <laughs> Somehow, that'll be the easiest one to get together. Strangely. <laughs> Rocketeer, Darkman, uh, Rick O'Connell. And Zarda. Zarda. That's going to be the, for the swim night. <laughs> Marbles floating about. <laughs> That's the canon Avengers. <laughs> Dude, we have to make that happen. <laughs> That's the kind of the <laughs> I love it. <laughs> fucking, fucking pinstripes just looking mad in the background. Just, it's like OC. OC. And that snake villain that I came up with. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man of snakes. Man of snakes. No. It's just a bunch of snakes and a trench coat and a hat. I was like, I, I, I hate the thing that I created with my brain. <laughs> I don't know. Pat made it look fucking spiffy. I really do like that drawing. Yeah, go back and listen to A.Y. Skates' horror showcase for the gang. We all come up with our own the pretty much like horror monsters and slashers. That was a fun one. I was on that episode. Yes, you were. Yeah. Everybody else drew theirs except for me because I was just like, I can't. I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mask of Zorro. Mask, Mask of Zorro. Mask and it got a sequel. Yep. The Legend of Zorro yeah. came out like 10 years later. I think so. Something like Sounds that. Sounds about right. I, the only thing I never saw, but the only thing I remember is that a train goes boom really big. Yeah. I, I watched it. I didn't much care for it. It must care for it. Well, my problem with it, like this is this is when it came out, so it's been a while. Uh, Rufus Sewell was the bad guy. Rufus Sewell. He was also the bad guy in A Knight's Tale. Uh, he was also the lead in Dark City. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bat and zero, Shimmy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have Dark City. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, he was in Dwayne Johnson's Hercules movie. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, the one I have seen. No, I haven't seen. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, okay, okay. I, got, I don't even remember the name. I'm, I got I don't a picture of him. Yeah, Rufus Sewell. I, I don't think I've seen him in anything. Let me see that mug. Oh, I've seen him in stuff. Yeah. yeah. I've always been of the opinion that he would make an excellent Batman back then. Because, like, especially in Dark City, which is a great sci-fi noir movie, if, if anyone hasn't seen it, I highly recommend it. He he could have pulled off dark and angry and brooding just, like, really fucking well. Uh, but Rufus Sewell is a villain in Legend of Zorro. And, like, the first 45 minutes of the movie is just Antonio Banderas and Catherine Zeta-Jones having marital problems because they're mad at each other. Mm. And there's a kid, I think. And there's, huh? Yeah, there's a kid. There's the boy. And, and it's just, it feels really manufactured that they're not happy with each other 
because like she's like, well, Rufus Sewell's pretty handsome, and he's like, the fuck he is. It's just fighting, and it, I just I didn't like that angle of it because wouldn't uh, and I. I watched it. I think I remember as far as the their kid dancing in the classroom. Yeah. And I don't remember shit else other than that. But wasn't the shtick like uh, she was just upset because he wasn't Zaro in anymore? I, th- or I something? think she was upset that he was adventuring. Oh, that he was still Zaro. And like she wasn't able to go adventure. She felt bored. I think that's what it was. I mean, that's her character. She wants to do shit. I too. mean, she can fucking yeah. fight. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, I know like her fight is the horny fight, mm-hmm. but like she can still fight. It was a good fight. Like, uh, I, I don't. I don't remember a hundred percent. That's the vague recollection I have of when the fucker thing came out. Yeah, because that's when I saw it, and I never watched it again. He's like, yeah. yeah, I didn't much care for that. It was uh, like the DVD release. I'd be curious to, to just to see it. I'd watch yeah. it, yeah, just because we watched this one. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I'm. <laughs> we're in the next fucking Zora. I'm sure we have watched worse, and we're gonna watch oh, worse oh, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, just this year we've seen plenty worse. Yeah, yeah. Just this weekend we've seen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> hot take. I don't, it's not as hot as you think it is. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's probably a, a pretty average take considering the uh, the. And I hate to say it, the reviews. Yeah, like uh, like the first time I was like, man, I hate to say it. I'm like, man, I hate to say it, but that's. Mm. And like, I liked Multiverse of Madness when I saw it, and then watching Thor made me like it more. I mean, I still love Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I just I enjoyed it very much. Like, but Love and Thunder. I mean, like again, it's not bad. It's just not. It's not the right tone. It's like two thirds of. And I don't. I am not one of those people that like like hate the jokes in the MCU. I love shit to be funny, yeah, but it's like Taka Waititi was going for an all time land speed record for the first two thirds of this goddamn movie. Like for this movie, either you make the Zucker style airplane comedy with Thor and friends, or you do a straight adaptation of the Gore of the God Butcher story. They do not mix. They should not mix. They did not mix. I mean, because like literally, oh yeah, this welcome to the Love and Thunder uh, review corner. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> a little bonus on the birthday episode. <laughs> a present to you. Uh, yeah, it, it just like one of the movies first announced, hey, we're going to do the God Butcher storyline. Hell yeah, that's a really cool story arc. Also, next sentence he said, it's going to be whackier than Ragnar. It's like, hold on. How do you do both of those stories? And then throw in the, the whole thing of like Jane Foster being Thor, who, you know, she's Thor because she has cancer. Yeah. Which is just like, uh, you have cancer, you have uh, just a genocide of all de- uh, deific beings, and then wacky screwball comedy. And guess what? Like oil and water, they can't really combine. Like those two stories took place over five years in the comics. Like more than five, if you like, if you count that whole run, that was a ten-year run of Thor. Well, close to it, and it's just like it's. Just, and you have Christian Bale as Gore, one of the most compelling and honest to God terrifying villains in Marvel history, recent Marvel history at least, but probably Marvel history in general. And you give him fifteen minutes to have a weird accent and be creepy a little bit. Like fuck you. I actually also, didn't hate him in the movie. He, he was, was actually one of my high points. No, of- he was great. He was like the best part, but he only was in there fifteen minutes. Yeah, it wasn't in there a lot. And his his whole shtick was I kill gods, but you see like one giant dead god body and then a montage of other shit, like, oh that looks bad, and then nothing else. Then he just kidnaps some fucking kids. And I, just, I, just, I didn't like the more I think about it, the farther away we get, the madder I get at this thing. Because like, <laughs> Winslow just like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I came out like, well, you know, I didn't much care for like, I liked it, I had a good time, but I would have done some things differently. Four stars, but I have marinated on this for like thirty hours. I'm just like, no, you know what? I'm changing it now. Three stars. I'm just still mad. Hey, it, it may change yet. Uh, one bit I heard about Love and Thunder, uh, I thought like, well, I'm glad they had some restraint. Was it apparently on the on the uh, planning board? It's a certain portion of the the planning is that Gore was going to have a dance number in what? the movie, but but uh, they decided, you know what? I think it's a bit too much for this movie, so they cut that out. Oh my god! So yeah, the the the, the guy who dribbles like black bile and like and kills the gods in the most brutal way fast possible was going to have a song and dance number. All right, I all right. Again, I, I haven't read this arc. I'm sure it's fucking great. It's Jason Aaron, correct? Yeah, yeah. we've got it at the shop if you want it. Um, 
And and again, just hearing the character's name, Gore the God Butcher, you know you were in for some fucking brutal stuff. Honestly, those eleven issues are my favorite run of Thor. Really? That like that story arc, that's my favorite Thor story. Oh shit. That being said, if that if if he would have started dancing, <laughs> this would have been the first Marvel movie I walked out of, probably. <laughs> I, I might have been there with you, man. I, <laughs> yeah, so like as as wild as Taika got, he got pretty wild in it. He's just like Apparently he had some some measure of uh, talk control, which which seems really weird because like he he can do really funny and do really serious dramatic stuff within a few beats of each other. Like you know, I'll, I've been saying it all year. Reservation Dogs is one of the best shows I've watched recently, and it's very much worth your time. Uh, just to turn, just being a great show and also a, an excellent uh, showcase of indigenous acting and. Uh, just having a spotlight on indigenous uh, portrayals, and he does it really well in that. And I don't, I don't know why, like he's just like Marvel money. I can make whatever the fuck I want. No rules here. Well, even if he had just stuck with the same balance from Ragnarok, it would have worked. Yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> right, like Ragnarok had you think of several like genuine emotional beats, where it's like, oh, that's this is not only funny Thor, but he also has heart. He also has feeling. And then in this, Love and Thunder is just fucking dude bro Thor the entire fucking time. It, it does. It does seem like he got dumber and more of a jerk in this movie. Like you go from the high of Infinity War Thor giving that speech of, you know, like, well, if if I can't beat Thanos, what more could I lose? That speech is fucking heartbreaking. Like you hear him talk to Rocket, and he's he, you just you shatter right, and then you go from that to. Fucking this, and I hate it. What we're I saying, hate it. What we're saying, everyone is watch the Mask of Zorro. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, if you if you have seen the Thor: Love and Thunder and you enjoy it, that's and there's that's nothing fine. wrong with that. No, not at all. Because uh, like, I understand. I've been defending the Dark World for years. I think it gets a lot of shit that it doesn't deserve. I liked the Dark World pretty well. It had problems. But tonally, it was a Thor movie. Oh, it, it was at least tonally consistent. Yeah. I still plan on doing another rewatch because I've only seen it once. I remember seeing and it. I don't remember much. I remember seeing it a few years ago. So I, my, my memory's pretty clear on that. It's not nearly as bad as everybody's always said. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely worse movies. Yeah. Uh, but not this one. No, <laughs> Mascaro no. is pretty a okay. That's right. It's a solid. It's a solid movie, and in the Cajun Greatness book. That's oh yes. right, one hundred percent. I enjoyed it, and I, I'm, I'll watch it again. Yeah, <laughs> solid time. So yeah, uh, thank you everybody for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed your Fourth of July. We hope you enjoyed uh, enjoying Pat's birthday with us. With Mask of Zorro and stupid, sexy Antonio Banderas. Stupid, sexy Antonio Banderas. <laughs> uh, come back next week for National Treasure 2, and then the week after for another round of the Impression Game. Yeah. Uh, impressions. Times. Uh, so, Cannon, where can the people find you on the interwebs? Well, I've been that Cannon guy. You can find me at that Cannon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Goodreads, and TikTok. Yes, he is a social media influencer now. That's right. I'm in. I'm trying to influence movie studios to send me a free Blu-ray. So that yeah, would be fucking this man fantastic. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, uh, how about you? What's going on in the All You Can Hear world? Well, in All You Can Hear land, uh, if you listen to this the week it comes out, that means back on Monday, uh, July 11th, we released episode 271 of All You Can Hear podcast, where we had a banter. Uh, topic episode where I give the the crew some some prompts and we just have a good uh, discussion. A lot of insane bullshit came out of some very simple questions, and uh, it's a, it's just a quick hour. It's a it'll be a fun time. You can be in and out, and you'll be glad you did. And lastly, you can follow me wherever wherever social media <laughs> platforms are found, and on podcasts wherever podcasts are found. Uh, John lost his name. Uh, I've been Captain Chimmy. You can find me at Captain Chimmy's Kind of Art, Captain Chimmy's Almost Music, Captain Chimmy's Toy Box. Uh, you also listen to my own solo podcast slash talking at you, Captain Chimmy's Effed Up Head. It's totally, it, it's as big of a tonal shift from Cajun Greatness as Love and Thunder was across <laughs> several scenes. <laughs> so enjoy that. 
and you can check out the Cajun Greatness merch store at tpublic.com slash user slash Cajun Greatness. And you can follow us on all the social medias. We have still, we're not near as active on like TikTok as Canon is, but you know, we'll nope. get there one day. And well, soon the studios will send us shit, unlike certain personal grooming companies that are assholes. Jimmy, you're going to have to let that one go. Never. At least keep it to yourself because we want people to sponsor us and they're not going to sponsor you. If you shit talk possible sponsors. I am trying. I didn't say which one it was. Shut that out then. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying that Norelco makes okay, fantastic razors. Okay. Hey, one blade, hit us up. I love that shit. That sh- that shit's great. Yeah, <laughs> just just do the action movie thing and just take a really sharp machete and go yink. Yeah, your like, cheek. Yeah. yeah, like Anthony Hopkins with the just, and then you're fine. He yeah. actually did it with the whip. Oh, yeah, he probably did. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. See you later. Good night.